you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, it's Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Um, I tell you, I don't feel like I've ever worked this hard up against like a the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. So I'm over it, man. Uh. It's typically like wind down by now at work, and it hasn't been. Mm. And then I had like a small fire to deal with on Friday that I hate fires stress- on Friday. Okay. Stressing me out. I worked till like six thirty Friday trying to mm. fix something. Mm-hmm. At least it got fixed, so I was like, "Cool, I didn't have to worry about it over the weekend." Yeah. But tomorrow's my last day in the office. Amen. In the quote unquote office. Right, right, right. And I'm really looking forward to some time off because my job this year has been, at times, has been very stressful. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of change. Yeah. I've had to adjust quite a bit, mm-hmm. and so. I'm just looking forward to some downtime mm-hmm. because I'm tired, y'all. <laughs> and not like sleepy tired. Like I just want my own time. Mm-hmm. So together, right? Yeah, I get so. it. So, um, my week was good. It was kind of busy, but I got a lot of things done so that this coming week will be very light and like a lot of people took off this week in my office and I took off next week so it won't many people be there to bother me <laughs> and oh, like that's good. and make the week not light so that's good <clears throat> I should have a chill week but um yeah and I have two weeks off of class that's good so you so, have a nice little break yeah I, I have homework due right before we get back but still just to not have my whole Saturday sitting in front of a screen will be nice yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and we're coming down the home stretch for class, too. Thank God. So, but yeah, it was cool. What's happening in the media? Before we get to the media. Yeah. Sydney gave me her <laughs> Christmas gifts. <laughs> and guys, I like gifts from friends. Mm-hmm. I never wait till Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do. I'll wait for any other gift. Mm hmm. Well, my family gifts, like, I wouldn't get them till Christmas. But I take friend gifts prior to Christmas as, like, bonus time. Like, I never wait. Right. So, she comes in, first of all, with two bags. (laughs) I'm like, why is there two bags? I couldn't find a bag to fit both. And I, at one point, I was like, well, you know what, maybe I'll wait till Christmas. Then I was like, what am I doing that for? I don't like to. (laughs) And so, I opened the one one bag Mm -hmm. and just push back the tissue paper <laughs> and saw a waffle maker. And I was like, oh, great. I wanted that. She was listening. <laughs> I have a waffle maker, but the waffles are, like, very thin. I wanted, mm-hmm. like, more of a Belgian waffle, deep dish waffle maker. Right. But, y'all, that is not, I mean, I'm, I love the waffle maker, <laughs> but, y'all. That's, like, the bonus part of the I go to the second bag. <laughs> And pull back the tissue paper. And do y'all know what I see? <laughs> a red Nintendo box. This hooker bought me a Nintendo Switch. Something I've been talking about for months. Mm-hmm. Currently in my Amazon cart where I can clear it now. And I just feel like, why are you so fucking thoughtful? Uh, and I, it's, I, I just... Know. 
Bro, I told y'all how I just always feel like whatever I think is a really good gift, she'll give me something. I'm like, damn. Like, I just feel so insecure about my gift gift giving skills. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't think anyone has not liked a gift I've given them. Right, right. I don't really have evidence Mm -hmm. of it. But Mm -hmm. for some reason, I just always be like, well, damn. So one y'all, her gift isn't ready. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's I just it's not fully prepared yet. Right. So I already felt unprepared. I'm like, damn, we doing gift exchange, you know? <laughs> and you didn't, but you didn't have to open it. We could have waited I and was actually exchanged at well, another it's day. Too late. <laughs> it's too late. I'm taking it back to the car. It's, no. <laughs> I've already seen what it is. I'm already gonna buy games for it later. <laughs> No, you can't. Especially because um, tomorrow is your last day. I was like, oh, she'll enjoy this like when she's in the house because she actually will have time to like get into it. Exactly. And set it up. So and... no, you can't take it back. <laughs> but the point is, I just be like, and these aren't cheap. And even though y'all know, I always talk about gifts because mm-hmm. I always take a man's money. What's up? <laughs> but I'm definitely more sensitive taking like. Friends funds. Mm. And you know what's funny? Because if it was a male friend, I still wouldn't care. So let's really... I'm going to sit with that and figure <laughs> out why is that. Mm-hmm. Why am I more comfortable taking a man's money than a woman? And maybe that's how I feel. <laughs> I, I guess sometimes I feel like, and you should. Right, right. I may not be right, but it's my <laughs> truth. Mm-hmm. But I always feel weird. Like if um, a lot of money is spent on me mm-hmm. and it's like, a woman friend, or like my mom, my mom will spend. I'll be like, Mom, don't like you didn't need to spend all that. Mm-hmm. And so, y'all, I'm, I'm holding the Nintendo Switch right now. <laughs> She's literally holding like, like a, a kid. Yes, like. And I just feel. <laughs> I feel so touched. <laughs> and I just feel like, why you do that? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> I need to put it down Mm-mm. and focus on the task. <laughs> okay. So, I want to start off with Lizzo. Mm-hmm. She was under fire this week. And mm-hmm. it's weird because, like, first I was like, did it happen this week? Everything moves so fast and I, slow yeah, at I the be, same I time. Know. I don't be remembering <laughs> The week's blend together. So, it was this week. Mm-hmm. She took some sort of um, detox with, yeah. like, smoothies and other foods. She shared her progress online, and mm-hmm. it really caused just such an uproar mm-hmm. in conversations and opinions. Mm-hmm. And what? And so it's like two sides of the coin. I saw. Yeah. So you have people who fat shame Lizzo, who mm-hmm. are now like, "Look at Lizzo! Mm-hmm. Congratulations for her for taking care of herself and wanting to be better." Right? You had that. I feel like you had those people like, "Why y'all complaining about her getting healthy?" Right? Yeah. And then you had. The, like, fat plus-size community, for some feeling very betrayed Mm -hmm. by um, her sharing that she went on this sort of detox. Mm -hmm. um, And that, you know... And so, I just always think this is an interesting conversation. One, I feel like at the end of the day, she's a grown woman and everyone should mind their business. Mm -hmm. And whatever she's doing with her body is her business. Right. Two, I just always feel like it's so interesting and it makes me want to... And I have been um, just wanting to research more about um, uh, the uh, body positivity movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, and for the record, I know the origins of it. It's mm-hmm. 
not for skinny people who bend over with rolls. <laughs> right. It is for marginalized bodies. It's for unconventional mm-hmm. beauty bodies. And I know enough about that. But just the thought of, like, if a plus-size woman wants to lose weight, you know, some say that means she's, um, what's the word? Not, uh, I guess, not accepting of being... Of fat. Yeah. What is it? Fat? Fat phobia. Yeah. She's being fat phobic. And I was like, what? Like, it just... I was like, so if a fat person wants to lose weight, they're fat... Like, it just put me in this whole um, whirlwind of, like, research and wanting to understand... Yeah. To get it. And and and, and then I was, like, sitting, like, when they talked about um, fatoic behavior. And I was like, dang, I participated in some of this. Mm-hmm. And it's very just... It's very enlightening. It's a lot of... It's a lot of information out there. Yeah, and I but I also think some of the slander she came under was based under an based on an assumption that she was trying to lose weight quickly Correct. when she wasn't. She wasn't. She has she was having stomach issues, she drank a lot and she kind of right. just wanted she did to a video. get herself back. She said together. she it was just a moment of just kind of like cleansing her body. Yeah. She was away the last month. She mm-hmm. said she was drinking a lot, eating poorly. She just wanted to get back on track to what is good for her. Right. And, and my thing is, if she did Lent, would y'all have went hard on her for, like, doing participating in Lent? No. Because, like, people do fast all the time. And it doesn't mean that they're trying to lose weight quickly. Some people do fast to try to lose weight quickly. But people do fast for all kinds of different reasons. And then it goes into, because then there were some people like, well, at minimum she should have did trigger warning. Like, you don't know how that impacts people. And then it made me think about the fact that a matter of, like, public figures mm-hmm. who choose a certain career path mm-hmm. for her. She's a music, she's a music artist. Mm-hmm. And I know people view her as a, um... An idol, I guess. Not an idol. Or they look up to a her. A role model. Or a role That's model. The word, yeah. But, like, something that Rihanna said years ago, like, I'm not one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's understandable why you could view a public figure as a role model, but, like, we don't know them. Yeah. And even though they're a public figure, they have chosen a specific career for she career field. Mm-hmm. She's an, a musical artist. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. She didn't sign up to be your role model. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're in a public figure, a public figure space, do you feel like you have to um, kind of take on that and be very mindful of right. who's watching you, who's supporting you? And, it seems very tiring. And I was about to say, and like. While I understand, like, the purpose of trigger warnings for, like, violence and other things, you know, dang near anything anybody posts can be triggering for some people. If I post myself taking shots, that could be triggering for an alcoholic. Like, you know? And so, I just think people saying that she should have posted trigger warning, I can understand why she wouldn't think to do so. Oh, me too. Like... (laughs) Uh, so, I just... I mean, honestly, when I saw it, I didn't think anything me of it. Either. I followed Lizzo. I didn't think nothing of it. Me either. And then I just... Then I saw, like, all this... Fury. <laughs> right. Yeah. All this fury online. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. And, and I think, um, a lot of what people, um, in the plus size community were discussing is that just because you do look to her as a role model for being so confident in herself as a plus-size woman does not mean that you 
have any control over what they choose to do with their body. Because that's what a lot of it was, is people feeling like... They felt betrayed yes, from somehow. Right. Like, she don't owe her body to y'all she just because not. it inspired y'all. That She don't owe nothing that she do to her body or an uh, explanation to y'all. Correct. So, it, it's just a weird ownership that people have over celebrities um, and uh, over people that they feel like has influenced them um, to guide their actions. It's just weird but um i hope that she don't let people like impact her further because like she's been public about her struggles with mental health and i just hope that because she's always getting shamed for something i, I can understand time. how it's so hard and she even said prior she posted again how like late she just hasn't been mm-hmm. you know loving her body in the same way she hasn't been feeling that great about herself which i'm sure we all have those moments. Personally, yeah. I'm personally going through that right now. Mm-hmm. And so it just comes down to, like, we always talk about this. The whole, like, people feel so entitled mm-hmm. to speak so much on other people's lives that you don't even know. I mean, it's one thing if you knew the person, but you still don't have the right to do. Yeah. But it's one thing if you actually have a relationship with someone mm-hmm. that you're shading. Right. <laughs> versus, or talking that way too, versus, like, someone that doesn't even know you. Mm-hmm that you don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it comes down to, like, people feel very entitled yeah. to um, say things. And then the other thing is why you can give your opinion, there's respectful ways to do so. And a lot right. of times, you and I both know, when it comes to Lizzo, people are not respectful. At all. Yeah. So, shout out to Lizzo, girl. Take yeah. care of you and do what you want to do. Right. Um, moving on, I just want to do an honorable mention to um, Mackenzie Scott, uh, mm-hmm. ex-wife of Jeff. Of uh, Jeff Bezos, she donated uh, twenty million mm-hmm. to our college, Delaware State University. She did several mm-hmm. HBCUs. This is like her second round mm-hmm. of donations. And I just when I saw our school on the list, I said, oh, "Okay, mm-hmm. thank you, girl." <laughs> yep, she gave to like community colleges. Mm-hmm. She she had a nice little spread. We got a couple million from TikTok. Correct, too. I saw that. Too. I was like, "Okay, I like." we being recognized right because you know they be passing over you know the smaller hbcu oh of course it's like the top five <laughs> right sweat. howard spelman, spelman morehouse like mm-hmm. those top ones even like family like i just feel like the other ones is like hey we still here too y'all right right and so I and feel oftentimes like, we the ones that be like hey we struggling like help right, us right <laughs> and i think yeah because like outside of just it being I feel like just a much black culture of knowing those sort of top HBCUs. Then celebrities, mm-hmm. um, like black celebrities, like I feel like increase that sort of thing because they yeah. only bang with mm-hmm. those like top schools. And then there's all these other ones that mm-hmm. are still good schools, still yeah. HBCUs, but don't get as many donations and, and right. as much um, acknowledgement. So yeah. I appreciate it. I was like, thank you, girl. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll stop calling me for money. They they have never called me. Georgia State calls me all the time, and I'm like, sis, I'm not. Well, first I used to say I ain't giving y'all nothing until I pay off these loans. But you have. But now it's like eh, I'd rather give did my undergrad school. Sorry, like <laughs> if I'm giving her anybody, it's gonna be them, not y'all. Like <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Dell State has literally never called me. They should. <laughs> Well, let me next time I get something. <laughs> you gonna send like, them? I'll out. get. I don't. I got one phone call once, but I get like letters. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What did I sign? I don't up even for? be getting letters. Well, I get I, emails. Well, what did I sign? But not up about for? donations, just about alumni stuff. Well, 
know what list I'm on. <laughs> I'll get back when I'm ready. Okay? Then you on the she got it list. Uh, take me off because I don't. I'll get back when I'm ready to. All right? Okay? Mm-mm. All right. Um, moving forward. Um, real quick, I want to talk about Mulatto, mm. who has... Is under fire a lot. I was like, she always under fire, but I mean, I really she, think it's because of her name. Like, I think it's her dating. name, and she do be saying some crazy crap. Uh, yeah. But recently, she just talked about how like she is going to change her name. Oh, and thank that, God, that is in the works. Mm-hmm. She says that she's not a colorist. Mm. Um, Questionable. But I don't agree. <laughs> but she was just saying that like she acknowledges how she contribute contributes to the conversation by that Good. being her name. And so she was like, it's in the works. Um, and she was just saying how, like, they're just trying to figure out, because, like, obviously she has a brand. Right. So changing it takes some planning. Yeah. A lot of people Two just, chains figured it out. A she lot of people it. were saying, um, like, Big Lotto. I, I, and I, I'm I've like, seen that. She, yeah, she calls herself that. Yeah. That'd be an easier transition. Yeah. But I also um, think that's a cop-out, kind of, so. Mm. I don't know. But I also feel like why she has a brand... She's not, she hasn't hit, mm-hmm. in my opinion, top echelon of, like, women rappers yet. Right. So I think yeah. she, her following will still follow her. Exactly. And she'll still be able to build. Right. And still be able to get to the level she want to get to. But mm-hmm. I was like, it's about time, girl. <laughs> um. So did you watch the Versus Battle? Part of it. I watched a little bit of it. For some reason, I thought I would enjoy it more than I actually did. Same. I was like, hmm. Okay, I don't. May, I was like, maybe I'm not in the mood. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what it was. For maybe me I was like, I was am like, I tired? I was. I was like, am I not in the mood? Am I sleep? Maybe it's. Maybe am I still disappointed from last weekend? Probably. <laughs> like, I just was sitting here like, huh? Yeah. I mean, some people said it was like, if you're from Cali, then you were more into it than others, which under or West but Coast I was rather. Looking forward Red to Coast. it. Yeah, me but too. But for some reason, I was like, huh? But I also think. Because, you know, since they're so cool and so vibed out, it wasn't a versus that where, like, anybody's really picking a winner, to be oh, honest. Oh, agreed. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, mm. Well, the next one is Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Yeah, part, our redo. What, January 9th, right? Yeah, so yeah. that'll be at the top of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, And we'll see whatever next lineups are. I do, I don't like how much of a production... It they is are now. becoming, yeah. It loses, Which is it, why it lost its charm a little bit. Because they could have got it done and just done it from home, but they had contracts. No, they have right, and so they didn't want to break them now. because it is. Yep, it's it's, it's big capitalism now. has won again. Yep, um, it's business now. Mm-hmm. Apple's involved. Because yeah. and, and that was the weird thing. To all me the other stuff is because I'm like, dang, y'all picked the date before y'all even make sure Shanti gonna be good. Like, y'all assuming that she will be able to recover quickly for it. Of course, I hope she does. It doesn't seem like she's having a hard time dealing with it. But I'm like... Right, the assumption is that somehow she'll have, like, mild case yep. and be retested. Yeah. I'm like, true, crazy. Because it, it, it depends. Right. It's the luck of the draw. Exactly. And so I'm like, dang, y'all already picked a date. Like, okay, she just need three weeks. <laughs> like, and then, and then she back. Like, I'm like, okay. I do hope that she does not have a hard time or anything, but I just think that was a real big assumption. Uh, and 
I guess a privileged assumption, but yeah, <laughs> because if she, I know if she let a cousin come over uh, while she was supposed to be in quarantine for verses, she let a cousin come over for Christmas, but. Yeah, I wonder about the whole Christmas. But that's why I think they picked the ninth because it's more than two weeks after Christmas. It'll give her two weeks after Christmas to actually quarantine. Yeah. Before I get there, I'm going to do my last honorable mention. Okay. Shout out to Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle Mm -hmm. because they signed a Spotify podcast deal. Everybody getting on Spotify. I see. It was like uh, Joe Button left and they all of a sudden came with a bunch of money. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to shout them out because after watching The Crown Mm -hmm. and other docuseries, and I'm always, I've always been obsessed with Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Out of just sheer curiosity of why everyone was so obsessed with her. Right. Obviously, when she passed, we were children. Yeah. And so I didn't get it. But, but it, I, I was like, I feel like we still remember like that it was a big deal. I just always wondered like why everybody loved her so much. Yeah. So uh, years ago, I started just like reading about her and watching, you know, documentaries, just understanding what. Was it, you know, why was she that it girl and things right. like that? And I understand why. Yeah. Um, knowing that Harry stepped down and is based, and you know, he's basically like, look, I will not. we not repeating this. We will not repeat this. Mm-hmm. I will not let the same evils mm-hmm. take my wife away from me mm-hmm. as it did with my mom and things like that. So I just feel like he's always had my respect mm-hmm. for being like, bump it. We're mm-hmm. not about it. So I feel like them having their own deals and things on their own, like I'm always congratulating. Like I'm always like, yes, Harry, yes, Megan, <laughs> do y'all thug fizzle. Mm-hmm. Because that, the monarch, that whole thing, it just feels, seems very toxic. Yeah. I just, just, like, no. So I just wanted to mention it. Like, mm-hmm. make y'all money, be happy, mm-hmm. love on each other, um, and keep it moving the way I personally believe Princess Diana is is in heaven saying, love to see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she's like, she would be proud of him taking a stance mm-hmm. to protect his family. We'll right. put it that way. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the COVID. <laughs> Now, look, we are still in a panorama. And, and the worst part of it. Worst part of it, I've seen a lot of things. Seen some holiday parties and everything else. And that's very interesting to mm-hmm. me, knowing that those sort of close functions are the biggest spreaders these days. Mm-hmm. I find it funny how everyone still feels comfortable putting their ugly sweater on and, and drinking and eating meatballs. <laughs> With that I being, would love a meatball. With that being said, <laughs> I hope people please be responsible. Yeah. And take responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, especially, I say this as someone who, I love the holidays. I spend lots of time with family and friends on this time. It is not easy to know that I haven't able to and that I won't. Mm-hmm. And I'm still choosing to take a seat. Right. For the greater good. Yeah. And so, if you're feeling shamed or attacked in this moment, ask yourself, why are you feeling that way? Because I didn't say you personally. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to say it just like that. Uh. I just, people need to be responsible. Like, mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, as much as, like, with all the vaccine chatters, like, you don't want to follow... COVID procedures, you don't want to get the vaccine. Because that's my thing. Like, what are you trying to do yeah. here? Do we want to be in a, uh, a, a, 
a pandemic forever. Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, because that's my thing. If you're Pick a lane, if man. you don't want the vaccine, cool, get it. Right. But stay your butt in the house. And take those procedures yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Child, the American people. <sighs> yeah. And people just be like, I just can't sit in the house. I'm just like, we all tired. You're not the only one. We're all tired. And honestly, I'll never stop this. You can't sit in the house. You got some bar eating chicken wings. Like, that, it will always bother me how people, when they say, oh, I just, you're going out doing the most mediocre things. You're mm-hmm. not, in my opinion, yeah. you're not doing these things where it's like, oh, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. Y'all right. here at these same stupid bars yeah. eating $5 chicken wings and $5 mm-hmm. margaritas, mm-hmm. and you can't sit in the house? Mm-hmm. Like, do something amazing, and then I'll go, you know what? I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. whatever. Or or things that, like, really impact your life. Like, people having to go to funerals right now. Like, Correct. That's more that's, understandable. Right. I get that. Right. I, you know I would I mean? never like, be like, don't call. Like, I would no, never shame same, somebody. That's what I'm saying. It's like doing the most, people, I see people doing the most mediocre things. <laughs> the most small, like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, am I judging a little bit? And oh. I, I just really can't wait till the winter is over because... I really think that's what's making it worse right now is that people don't know how to stay in the house and you can't be outside. Because it's cold. Right. And it is cold up in these parts. Folks. And we getting more snow this week. So uh, I think that's really what it is, is that people can't stay by themselves and they can't go outside. And so they're having these gatherings. And and so for those, and I challenge people who feel like they have ants in their pants and can't sit down. Why is that? And that's not, right, but that's not for people who may have toxic home environments. That's a totally different subject. You're not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who have stable Mm -hmm. living conditions. They say because they're extroverts and can't stay in the house. I think they should go deeper because I think there's, (laughs) not like on some deep shish, Mm -hmm. I really think there's something to be said for not being able to enjoy your own company or not being able to sit in one space mm-hmm. or not being able to, like, disconnect or mm-hmm. any... Like, to me, I put that all around in the same pot. Mm-hmm. I think there's something there, that restlessness. Mm-hmm. I think... It's not all the because, time, but I think it's something to consider. Yeah, but my only thing is, like, it has been nine months, so I understand being exhausted. I get being uh, tired. Hello, we are. Yeah, yeah. And so I just think there are responsible ways together. But I don't see people doing Taking that. those responsibilities. I see people gathering and ain't never person got a mask on. Or I see people gathering and it's like, have you ever been tested? Like, to know that you're fine together? That's And, like, you can't know if people are gathering. Like, they can't wear a badge. Like, everybody's not wearing a badge. Like, oh, we've all been tested. So you may see some gatherings. You may see some gatherings where they did go about it responsibly. But that's what you have to do, though. They need right. to be intimate and small, small. Right. And you need to have testing. You need to know that. But what I'm saying is that some of the gatherings that we are seeing that we may be judging, they may have gotten tested. I'm very confident that majority <laughs> of the ones I'm seeing is <laughs> right. not the case. Right. Let me be very clear. Mm. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm accurate. <laughs> if I'm wrong, certainly mm-hmm. there's a possibility. But I can think of two right now. Hell no, I don't believe it. Right. Because some people really been running the streets yeah. this entire time. Really and frankly, like... and the fact that they haven't gotten it yet, 
And that's they my thing. Is like, lucky stars, child. I understand being tired, but there are responsible ways to gather. And so I just need people to, be, if you go and gather, gather responsibly. Just like drinking. Drink responsibly. Like, it's that simple. But people don't do that either. R- right. Which is why you can't just say gather responsibly because people just don't do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, um, tomorrow, y'all, Negroes, our powers activate. It's nigga solstice. So I just, I'm very curious and excited. It's like Christmas. We, <laughs> we try and figure tomorrow. out if we, if they hit at midnight or if you gotta be sleep. Like, is it like some it to, New Year's? For it to go through your veins. Like 10, 9, 8. Happy. Some nigga solstice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, for some reason, that name doesn't resonate with me. I'm it's also like, hold on the because uh, you know there is an astrology thing happening tonight. Yeah, it's something with Jupiter. Hold it's on, it's like with I thought it was like Jupiter and Saturn, and it's like they're in a certain position. Jupiter enters Aquarius. Oh. So, isn't isn't that a song? Age of the, Aquarius. Age of, Aqu- of Aquarius or Dawn of Aquarius? Dawn of it's the Dawn of Aquarius. Boom. Yeah. So that's what tomorrow is. If you don't want to say nigga solstice, the Dawn of Aquarius. Boom. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see, guys. I was practicing early on my Instagram. I was trying to do the Spider Man. I'm just like trying to <laughs> get it down. Mm-hmm. I'll try tomorrow morning. Okay. And see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to walk through a wall. I'm just gonna try the basics. <laughs> Okay. Can I turn lights on and off with my finger? Do I got some Matilda powers uh-huh. where I can just move stuff? You know, a lot of times in movies with powers, they do something by mistake, and then they have to hone it. So maybe you'll, like, happen upon your power by mistake, just going through the day. I don't know, but I just feel like they should turn on. They are on, just but like, you don't hmm. know how to use it. On. Like, oh. Matilda didn't know how to use it in the beginning. She was but like, hers, oh, what hers happened? was built off of trauma. Right, right. So, I'm like, I don't... Right. I mean, unless just the black people's trauma overall... I mean, it's enough of it. Is is that what that it's is? It's enough of like it. Like a Matilda, we're just harnessing hey. black people's trauma where we all get powers. Could be. Off! I'm just practicing, y'all. Okay. So... You know, while I know that it won't happen... In a weird but way. But what if it did? I, in a weird way, I'll you, be like, yo, it'd be so awesome. Can I say this? Like, <laughs> let me be very clear. I, would, I wouldn't I would even believe that it was actually happening at first. I'd be like, yo, what kind of movie are we living in right now? <laughs> like, Or I I would think the Lord's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be praying, Lord, I don't know what this is. I'd be like, mm, holy water, holy water. You would I'd scare be, yourself? Yes. You'd be like, you would try to do the Spider-Man or something actually come out. you like, oh, hell. Like, I'd be like. you like, I got the Rona. I would say, get your plan is a please <laughs> I, ain't with, I ain't with it i i rebuke any name healing in the lord i don't know what this is Mm-mm-mm. i can walk through walls lord jesus <laughs> <laughs> i would totally be like something crazy gonna happen tomorrow just to make us think that it, it was right like phones gonna shut down or something or people well, i certainly be- think Platforms be very funny tomorrow. Oh, yeah. The minimum. joke's gonna start flying at 12.01 tonight. I'm still pondering staying up. 
We're guaranteed right. to get some laughs. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah. that, that's a fact. <sighs> okay, y'all. So we'll see tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Bravo moment. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Housewives of Potomac, we are on reunion part one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what a reunion part one. Sometimes mm-hmm. what I don't like is they will kind of dangle mm-hmm. between them reunions having multiple parts. But out the gate part one, it was like, mm. ding, ding, ding. So, you know, we start off, I want to talk about... Um, Giselle. Giselle got a lot of heat part one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not deserved. I do think Giselle can be very calculating and manipulating and I feel like she in some ways has slithered out of it the past seasons. Not really having that moment where people like really start looking at her behavior mm-hmm. and how she's contributed to the, the quote unquote drama. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I, I ain't gonna lie, I enjoy watching was the Karen Monique. They were like just a duo on part one, just zing, 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 bang, boom. I mean, they were hitting it. So we're going in regards to Giselle. Karen brought up the fact that, you know, you came at my businesses, you come at me and my trying to uh, have my perfume and my hairline. She was like, where's your makeup line? Mm-hmm. She was like, it's not in Target anymore. Ooh. What I'm hearing is liquidated. Ooh. And Giselle was kind of, trying to blame COVID, saying her manufacturing plant closed. Mm-hmm. And um, Karen's like, well, it seems like it's been liquidated, and that has nothing to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my perfume is still here. <laughs> and to give Karen, I mean, that's a valid thing. Like, mm-hmm. products are still being made. We all know that. So that if and her so, thing goes down, y'all think she could have just switched facilities, like to another company? Well, I don't know the timestamp of the liquidation, and I right. guess I could have Googled, but I don't believe it's just because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think a business snafu has happened. Mm-hmm. She talked about it a lot last season, or the, the season it started, even as she was maintaining it, it was her brand, and this season was nothing. I do believe there were some smoke and mirrors there, mm-hmm. and not really trying to actively speak about it, gotcha. and I think Karen called it out, and she was just trying to say... And Karen was like, basically, if you're out of business, be transparent and say you're out of business mm-hmm. and not play this type of game. Do I think it's more than the manufacturer? I do. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I just, I I would have to research, but I just don't believe, we'll put it that way, I don't believe mm-hmm. it's just because of COVID and it shut down the manufacturing plant. Yeah. I personally don't believe it. Um, we also talked about Giselle's style and Giselle was like, well, that's Karen. Karen made that up. And the funny thing was like, no, Karen didn't. People have been talking about Giselle's style since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing they did during part one where they kind of like did their style evolution. And honestly, all the women was questionable, mm-hmm. but over the years, things got better as that tends to happen on housewives. Yeah. Season one versus a couple seasons in wigs get better. Makeup get better. Looks get better. Budgets get larger. Mm-hmm. Like that's the name of the game. Yeah. And Karen just talked about how like, that's just like her calling card being tacky. <laughs> and so what I love was Andy asking the other women, can Giselle dress? Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing to me is watching all the other women try to politely say no, say no, <laughs> Like, Robin goes, 
First she goes, why'd you ask me that? Because we know Robin and Giselle post. She goes, you know, Karen, you know, uh, Giselle just rocks it. Everything isn't for me, but basically you agree she can't dress. Um, Wendy goes, she has pretty girl syndrome. She's so pretty, she don't, she feel like she don't have to try in clothes. Uh, basically she's saying you can't dress either. So I just was like, Giselle, that's not something Karen started. Like, people have been talking about your fashions for years. Mm-hmm. And this season, we continue to talk about your fashions and your home decor, which match your fashion. Mm-hmm. So at least you are consistent. Uh-uh. And at the end of the day, do we know that style is subjective? Of course. Mm-hmm. Do we know that she can wear whatever she wants as long as she likes That's all that matters? Absolutely. That goes for all of us. Mm-hmm. However, it's a little tacky to me. <laughs> okay. Moving on, um, let me see, let me see, let me see, the one thing I want to bring up with, two other things with Potomac Part 1, one, with the women, um, they bring up Wendy and her degrees and her always bringing that up, and they talk about her being, like, the first Nigerian housewife, and so she talked about how, uh, I mean, she just kind of talked about the reason why I felt like, and was trying to make it make it more like it wasn't her intent to come off that way it's just you know that's a part of the culture of having being very educated which i do know that's true in nigeria like they got to go to school Mm -hmm. they have to there's certain career choices that aren't really an option for them like Mm -hmm. we know both know people who that's just how their family is the Mm -hmm. pressure of what's expected of them Mm -hmm. so i understand that they got into colorism, which was very interesting conversation. Um, they some criticism towards Ashy in the way that she would describe Wendy or Candace's behavior, saying that they were used. She would use words. Um, she would use words that could paint a different picture. Mm-hmm. So Wendy talked about her using aggressive and things like that, mm-hmm. and how as a dark skinned woman, you know that comes with extra weight. Yeah, and I agree, it does. The examples of when she called Wendy aggressive, she was, though. Mm -hmm. And so someone asked, well, Wendy, then what would the word be if someone is acting aggressive but not saying aggressive? Mm -hmm. And she never gave an example. And I would have loved to hear one because let me be clear. I'm not capping for Ashley. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about the cast that for, like, the first couple of seasons, it was all light-skinned women. So, like, if we want to... And do I think... Those women are capable of colors. Of course. Mm-hmm. You have Giselle and Robin who beginning was like, they bonded over their light skin and green eyes. Who says that? Like, that's, that's how you bond with people. Like, so I'm very sure they have all participated in it. So yeah. that's not what I'm questioning. Yeah. But I just wanted, you know, I wanted to um, hear more about that conversation. I got a snippet of it. Wendy said, because I'm on Clubhouse, y'all. I can't believe I'm on it. But, um. Android just got it. Um. Well, I, I wasn't interested in it. And mm-hmm. then one of my black meeting planner groups was talking about a certain discussion on Clubhouse. I'm like, dang, I actually wish I would have heard that. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my, like, industry peers was like, oh, I have an invite. If you want it, you can have it. I was like, yeah. oh, thank you. Because mm-hmm. it definitely felt like it was so exclusive, child. Yeah. So I got one. And it has Clubhouse is very interesting. Obviously, like any social media site, if it's used in the right way, it's mm-hmm. good. You know, let's talk about how I stepped into a moan room because I didn't understand what it was about, and they really were moaning, and then my screen froze, and the moaning wouldn't stop. And so even when I escaped out of the app, I just kept hearing people moan, and 
had to shut down my entire phone, and I was like, you know what? We don't do that again. <laughs> but she was in a clubhouse. Yeah. Um, and she was just saying that that colors and conversation was a lot more, mm-hmm. but you only saw a snippet of it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I would have loved to see more about that conversation. Yeah. Um, and how they. Uh, what was the? I'm not gonna say conclusion. Co- like, do some of them con- determined to be better? Correct. I would wanted to know more. Do of they the... acknowledge the role that they play? Correct. Yeah. That's what I really wanted. Cause like once again, I don't. I'm not capping for Ashley, but I will say, in one of the moments where she was talking about Wendy, Wendy was being extra. So mm-hmm. I guess you could say extra mm-hmm. versus aggressive. Or I mean, she was doing a lot. Yeah. But I guess that's an easy switch out. Yeah. So anyway. Moving on to the last part, the biggie. Um, we want to talk about the binder. Monique came with a binder. Mm-hmm. Each woman had a folder with mm-hmm. her receipts. We don't know what this is. And we get to a point of reunion where we're talking about Giselle and her relationship with Jamal, mm-hmm. which I do feel, I hope in the next two parts we get a little bit more into that because I really wanted some questions, pointed questions to to Giselle to ask her did she feel uncomfortable seeing that? Because like as a viewer, jokes aside it felt uncomfortable watching her with her daughters and her daughters seemed very against that relationship Mm -hmm. and sometimes like I said before it seemed like they were not really feeling their dad independently of their being and so I just wanted more pointed questions of after you watched that did you feel like maybe I should have put this on camera maybe Mm -hmm. I should have waited to my kids had a better relationship before Mm -hmm. I came public with my relationship with with Jamal because it seemed very it was just very uncomfortable to watch them kids was not for it period right okay yeah so that keeps going, and Karen starts about how, like, Giselle over the years, and it's true, has been in, in people's business and inquiring about mm-hmm. things like that, and when she doesn't get the answer, she will do her investigation, or, you know, we're friends, why ain't I telling your friends, da 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 And so Karen was asking, I think, fair questions, like, where is he? Why is he not around? What is the real deal about your relationship? Why don't you talk about the... um other children that he has and one apparently that he had during the time that y'all were reconnected Mm -hmm. and Giselle was kind of skirting around it and then Monique pulled out her binder and had receipts Mm -hmm. had text conversations and talking about how Jamal was texting some women saying it was just for the show and so Candace who it wasn't even about her but because she don't like when he kept like this is those could be fake oh you bring all this smut on here and then Andy was like, well, I mean, how do we know that's real? She was like, well, I can read out his phone number. Mm-hmm. She said, is it 410? And it was like, boop, 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 boop. And Giselle was just like, uh, well, yeah, that's his phone number. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the room was like silent at that point. It was like. And then, y'all, this is the top moment of this reunion. After that moment, Karen goes. Because the men, you know, come on. The husbands always have a moment on the show. She yeah. goes, well, is Jamal coming? <laughs> <laughs> Just in that tone. And Giselle goes, no. And mm-hmm. Karen goes, of course not. And I was like, boom. I mean, it was like, boom, boom. I mean, the binder and then Karen's, is Jamal coming? Took me out. Love that it. just like one-two combo. I don't know what that relationship is. I will say... I understand why people think it's fake, because mm-hmm. a part of it doesn't seem... I know we don't see everything, 
but it does it doesn't feel as real as a viewer as mm-hmm. the other relationships. Um, and then so we have part two tonight. What I will say is Jamal Bryant did some sort of reaction video um, where he had his own binder of receipts, oh, talking about Monique's husband's anger issues and that he needs to get help and stuff like that. And I am like, well, this is weird now. Right. You are a. I would. I feel like it was best for Jamal not to say nothing. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. him engaging to me makes him look worse. Mm-hmm. Especially because you could have just went to the reunion. One. If why you didn't you go? Engage. Right. Why didn't you go to the reunion right. and have your ladies back? Mm-hmm. Because if y'all together, I'm sure she's told you about what they're saying about right. her and y'all relationship. Mm-hmm. So why didn't you attend the reunion? Mm-hmm. And why, to me, deflect? And now going in on Monique's husband instead of like really addressing the allegations of you cheating right. and you having more kids. Right. So we'll see mm-hmm. what part two and three holds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jamal also kind of put out in the atmosphere that Chris like physically charged Robin mm-hmm. and Giselle. And I'm like, if that's true, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And accountabilities be had. Monique put out a post and said that never happened. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they show. Mm-hmm. But it is messy and it's starting to get dark messy where it's not even funny. Now let and let me and I say this to say reality TV obviously for a housewives show we all watch for a little bit of the drama. Mm-hmm. But um there's a point where the thing turns where it's like, alright, it's not even funny. Yeah. Where, like, it gets where it's like, ooh, this feels too much. Mm -hmm. And so when we get into, like, you know, kids and spot, like, it starts to get real mucky where Mm -hmm. it's not as funny. And it's starting to feel a little dark. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what the other reunions are, you know, the other parts are going to be. I'm going to watch, obviously. But Mm -hmm. it it definitely is like, okay, we're getting a little, (laughs) it's getting a little mm, in here. Um, So, okay, moving on. Mm So I feel like that took forever. So I just want to talk about one thing off of Real Housewives of Atlanta, the episode. Two moments of this episode. One, Cynthia hosts um, a wine tasting with the girls. Drew Sedora, who's a new housewife, is introducing this episode. They bring her over. Latoya, who's the YouTuber, who's a friend of the show, is there. So you kind of can see everyone together. I think the only one who wasn't present was Portia. Um... She's still, with the show, is really covering, like, her activism. And I think she's home, like, quarantining, like, mm-hmm. that whole thing. So this is what I'll say. Um, LaToya is a lot. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of hers. I don't watch her YouTube series, so I'm curious to be, like, does a YouTube match what we see on the show? Mm-hmm. Um, someone on Twitter was, like, they watched it because they wanted to be curious and they felt like it was just too much. So this could be her natural personality. Exactly. But it just comes off. Too much. Like, mm-hmm. like when Drew Sedora came in, she was whispering to Kenya about, you know, what is that on her head? Just very, like, mean. Like, you don't even know her. What is that for? Yeah. She um, was very controversial, like, just really putting her opinions out there and just... And I don't know. I just always feel like newbies, to me, come in two ways. They come in and are, like, sort of a, an observing place. Hey, I'm getting to know you. Or they come in like her. Mm-hmm. And when they come in like her, 
um, or they come in too hard. Like, Wendy, I felt like she came in on something. I'm like, all right. It mm-hmm. always sometimes for me is like, calm down, girl. Yeah. You got the gig. You don't got to do all this. Mm-hmm. But time will tell. The big thing I want to talk about is Drew Sador and her husband, Ralph. Mm-hmm. They weren't dating that long before they got married. Drew has a son from a previous relationship. I think they were dating for maybe some months before they proposed and got married. Mm-hmm. Now they have some kids. Um, they were celebrating, I think, six years of marriage. And something that is bothering Drew, as it should, is the fact that her husband upped and disappeared for three days and didn't tell her where he was. So right after why. the six-year celebration? like um, This happened before the six-year. Yes. And so okay. this has been... And so this has been on her mind. Mm-hmm. So even though they're celebrating the anniversary and she says she loves him, she's wanting confirmation on what the heck that was and where he was. Yeah. Which is fair, by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> her husband is trash to me. Mm-hmm. He Every time they were at the anniversary dinner, she's like, you know, we really need to talk about that. Where were you? Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. And he was not trying to answer the question. At one point in time, he was like, what does this do for you, knowing where I was? What does this do for you? Like, I was like, are you kidding me? And he just was not trying to answer. He was being um, defensive and combative. And I'm like, if you weren't doing anything wrong, it should be very easy to tell me where you were. So then he was like, I mean, I was at the beach. She was like, what beach? There's plenty of beaches. She was like, did you leave the state? Whatever. Then he eventually comes out and it's like, he was in Tampa. Mm Mm-hmm. So we don't know what he was doing in Tampa, but he said that sometimes he feels like he needs space, and so he just needed to remove himself. And that's what I'll say. That sounds like a parent-child relationship. Because like when my parents ask me where I'm going, I give them a hard time. But I don't think I would ever do that with a partner, like with my spouse. But I don't think it's appropriate to leave your wife and kids for three days that too, and not... Yeah. Tell yeah. her where she is, yeah. even for the because what if an emergency happens with the children? Like, right. even if you don't mess with your wife at this moment, you had to bring your behind up. 85. What if an emergency happened and that's why she was reaching you? So, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a person who feels like you know, you need to have trust in your relationship, that's for sure. Yeah, but it would never be okay for my husband to just leave and, and not come back for three days yeah. and think he could come back and we don't talk about yeah, cause I'd why be he left. I would have called the police, honestly. And um, why he left, why are you gone, yeah. where have you been when you return? Like, that would never be acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand if he felt like he needed space, why couldn't he say, you know what, you know, we, we had an argument, it was a lot of my mind, I just rolled out. Mm-hmm. I went here. Um, I could have been better. I could have communicated better. I just feel like that would have smashed it. Yeah. But he kept going back and forth. He was threatening her, like, you know, because they're at their six years. He said something like, do you want to make it to the next six years? Like, I would have been like, nigga, no, bye. I just felt like his reaction was so disrespectful to me. And so, did he come home, like, right in time for this party? What was the dinner for them, too? I mm. believe oh, okay. that happened... I don't have a timestamp of I would the question why between... bring it up at that, but also I would still I mean, say I need an answer. <laughs> I think, to me, how, how, how I took it is they've had the conversation before, mm-hmm. never quite got the answer, and she just talked about, like, how can we move forward yeah. with, like, this elephant in the room? Yeah. That's how I took it. Got you, okay. Um, and it just... It just was weird. Because the other thing she talked about was, like, why he was away... She was saying that she found out that he had cameras in certain places in the homes and that he was watching them over the three-day period. And she was like, admit it, you were. 
And he kept saying, no, I wasn't. She was like, you're lying to me. Stop playing with me. She was like, it's on your phone. I saw the pictures. And then he handed her the phone. She was like, so you deleted them. She's like, you're going to sit here and say you weren't watching this? And he was like, no, I wasn't. She ended up getting up, was like, I'm done with this dinner, and went into the room because her mother has been living with them Mm -hmm. um, during this kind of quarantine period. And was like, she was like, I'm so tired of this. He's lying to me. He's playing me. So I'm like, I don't know. I just was like, this dynamic oh, yeah, is no. crazy. And then, because you're going to leave without speaking and, and saying anything and then be watching us? Like, what kind of invasion of privacy? Right. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but my first thought was he was cheating. I could obviously be wrong. One last thing I'll say about him before I go to Salt Lake City, and Salt Lake City will be a quick update. Um, the one thing that was interesting to me is that he, at one point in time, was talking to Cynthia Bailey's fiance like he came to that wine tasting thing he was talking about you know it's hard as a black man i just need time to 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 you know to take care of myself and you can't communicate that through your wife exactly and what does i just kind of felt like and she's a black woman so she has her own like i just felt like out of all the cards to pull that wasn't how is that relevant yeah uh, seem like they might not make it through this season. I don't know, but she, I mean, she says they they fight hard sometimes and they, they bring up divorce when they get mad at each other. I'm like, this doesn't sound oh, no. healthy at all. That so, so I'm like, I mm-hmm. hope they can get some help because the way they communicate and even that, like dropping the divorce bomb when you get upset at each other, yeah, that no. doesn't seem helpful how do you feel like you're in a trusted space right when that's like kind of dangling y'all dangle it in front of each other like a carrot yeah child <clears throat> but she had more patience than me because mm-hmm. i probably would have walked away um i would have walked away sooner because he mm-hmm. really was acting like he didn't do nothing wrong and mm-hmm. i just wouldn't like if you really feel like that's okay when i want to get up and roll out of here i don't hear nothing from you because let's be clear if she did that it would you already know mm-hmm. he would be down her throat if she got up, left that household with them kids for three days and came back home and refused to tell you where she was at, right. you and I both know he would be irritated and pissed about it. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I just was like, oh, you crazy. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> now, Salt Lake City, I'm going to keep it really brief. This Salt Lake City episode was about, based off of Sundance, mm-hmm. which happens in Utah, Lisa does a lot of parties for it, so you saw her working and things like that. Um, Jen is still trying to have a beef with Mary. No one cares. Mary doesn't care. No one else cares. No one is going to stop being friends with Mary. And at this point, Jen is actively trying to bring it up. It's not even brought up in conversation, and she always checking for Mary. At this point, the problem lies within her, and she needs to stop because we're over it. It doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Um... Heather, I want to talk about Heather for a minute, who spoke about how, like, you know, she was married, and she talked about how she really married because of the religion. She knew she needed to. She didn't necessarily marry because she was, like, really in love with him, mm-hmm. and that she um, really loved her cousin's relationship because, you know, her cousin, um, their marriage started with affairs, and they yeah. got removed from the church. She was like, but y'all love each other. Y'all still love each other all these years later, and she was like, and I would love to experience it, that. And I just felt sad for her because mm-hmm. she's... A mother of three was married for like 15 years and still feel like she mm-hmm. hasn't had that sort of like real love, been in love relationship. Yeah. And I just felt that it was sad that she was choosing ideally her religion 
and and not her own happiness. Yeah. So I was like, dang. It made yeah. me just feel like, oh. That's it. Um, cut to one of the parties where she left with some man. I said, well, all right, girl. She gonna find her happiness. She, she gonna find something. <laughs> she said she ain't interested in love, but she'll have sex. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Right? You grown. <laughs> Last time I said about uh, Salt Lake City, I'm not, I've never been a fan of the kids. Kids having storylines, like, we don't watch Housewives for their kids. Mm-hmm. We know that's a part of it. You see them as mothers, as working women, as whatever. But in particular, Madison Brooks has a larger role that mm-hmm. I don't care for. So, you know, a lot of the episode was dedicated to him and his fashion show. And I'm not for it. So I need the storylines to pick back up on the adults in the room. Thank you, and I'm done. <laughs> Got you. Okay. Um, so we had a question of the week. It was, would you rather have to cook big holiday meals every year or have to clean up and do the dishes after the holiday meal every year? Um, we had a good amount of answers. Let's see. Thumbelina said, cook. Um, Headshock1906 said, do the dishes. Too much pressure and judgment if the food you cook don't hit. Reese P said, cook a big meal. I do that now. Rubies and Garnet said, cook big meals. And Ebony... 2008 said clean. So, Shanae, what would you prefer? Definitely cooking. I hate cleaning mm-hmm. when I cook. And sometimes the cleaning process stops me from cooking. So, <laughs> I don't have to clean up all these dishes. Yeah, I also would prefer to cook. I cook most holidays now. So, it wouldn't be that much of a difference. Um, so, yeah, I would prefer to have somebody, up, have somebody else clean up and do all that stuff after. I'm done cooking. So I could just leave the stuff there and you get to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So, guys, this will be our last episode of the year. Uh, we're going to take a little mini break. Um, But we're just going to kind of talk about our year, talk about the things that we hope to see in the new year um, and things of that nature. I mean, and of course, like, the pandemic did impact our year. Um, But in spite of that, we still has some successes um throughout the year so we'll also try to highlight those um through this crazy crazy unprecedented time um so what were some of your wins this year oh i should have you know i should have wrote my journal Mm -hmm. um because one thing i started last year like i just write down moments i definitely looked the last time i looked 2019 has more (laughs) but 2020 has some Mm -hmm. So I think, um, um, I mean, in my career, I got a promotion mm-hmm. that was really unexpected. And I didn't think, I mean, you know, my boss kind of presented it to me and I was like, okay, like I didn't, you know, and it happened. Right. Um, and I really got really deep in the DEI space mm-hmm. and I have always been, you know, passionate about it, but I felt like this year my inner activist came a lot came out a lot this year Mm -hmm. and I really was putting my money where my mouth is and and creating some change in the spaces that I am in Mm -hmm. and so I definitely feel such a high level of success especially with especially with this past week at work of really changing some getting some things changed and new policies and procedures put in place Mm -hmm. so that is a big thing and I really um you know, for a long, I've been at my job for almost five years, and there's def- several times where I'm like, how am I still here? And uh. and not in a being ungrateful, but I definitely thought I would have found another opportunity or I would have done something else. 
And so I do believe that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I do believe part of me was supposed to be here to do some of the work that I'm doing now mm-hmm. because it kind of opened up the door of what I want my future career to be. Mm-hmm. So that was really insightful to get clarity on what I want to do next. Yeah. Um, I'm having my house is fully furnished. Yeah. That was a work in process child. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not, you know, I'm still looking for some artwork in certain areas, but yeah. furniture is placed and paid off. <laughs> And y'all, home furniture and decor is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I had a house to fill. Mm-hmm. So it's very nice walking to in every room and there's like a concept and a thing and like there's furniture and, and it matches and it's lovely. And I really do, um, especially because I've been in my house all year, mm-hmm. really do enjoy my home and the space that I've created for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to think. Okay. I, I I I feel like this year wasn't to me it was less accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I got some clarity on things. So that's still I was gonna say that's a win. Oh of course. Yeah. But it's not a it's, it's not less the same tang- like tangible. It's, correct. It's yeah. not a, I did this, I did that, I did yeah. you know what I mean? It's more of I have clarity on things. Mm-hmm. I feel grounded in certain areas. I feel unsettled in others, but it's for the best. Like, it's probably a a good thing that I'm feeling unsettled. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, yeah, I think, yeah. Mm. Um, Some when we talked about one briefly earlier. I paid off grad school. Ding, ding, ding this year which is a fantastic win i mean i still would love for loans to be wiped regardless i I appreciate that because you really like if you especially on twitter people like i know they don't wipe these loans i pay i sacrifice payments i'm like so you want to be miserable so you want to cause that for other people no so i appreciate your stance on that yeah and i i don't think it's right um for student loans to be such a burden on so many people. I don't think that's that's And how it, it shouldn't should be. be such sacrifices that had to be made to pay it off. Right. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I paid those off this year. That was fantastic. Um oh I lost a good amount of weight this year, which I feel like that done been a goal like t- t- for twenty plus years at this point. <laughs> um so that was nice to finally getting some kind of groove um to make that happen um i guess in my career i maintained which is good um i mean look especially in the pandemic facts if so many people have lost jobs or transition yeah honestly y'all if you were just able to maintain mm-hmm. that success yeah under the circumstances yeah honestly. and i definitely like determined some of the things that i want moving forward and like the new year based off of like how well financially and for work-wise and like for me how well this year went personally so um i think that was all that that's all been pretty good for me business was consistent my my business which is another struggle this year for many during the pandemic so i mean i'm happy that that was the case yeah um yeah i think those are my major wins that i can think of off the top of my head Um, so so let me ask what is 
like your greatest lesson learned this year? Hmm. Um, that is a good question. Um, I guess the greatest lesson I learned is that effort can be made if you want it to be. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I think the during the pandemic, people made excuses to be outside. People made excuses not to contact loved ones. Like, people made excuses for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Whereas, if you cared enough about people in general or about specific people, you would put in the effort to make sure that they know that they're special and to make sure you keep them in your life in a time where you can't see everybody. Um so yeah, I think it was just like the 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 thought of effort can be it is necessary and shows if you truly care. Um when the chips are down and when things are not normal, if you're willing to put in the effort, it tells a lot about who you are. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. What was your biggest lesson? Child, I don't know, just asking you. <laughs> It's like, I, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think, um, I think the biggest thing that, like, my mind is shouting out is me really accepting that I have no control. Mm. Um, mm, yeah. I am a controlling person. Mm-hmm. I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I like things in a certain way, in a certain order. And so this year, mentally and emotionally, it was chaotic for me because I just felt like everything was out of my control. Yeah. And, um, and that was tough at times because I just felt like I couldn't function. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like, like, I just was like, I don't, I don't get this. <laughs> I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know this. So I think really learning that, you know, you're not in control. You only have control over what you can do mm-hmm. in the circumstances that you are in. Right. And so that was really eye-opening because it made me take a great accountability for my life and where it's at. I think mm-hmm. sometimes um, we can make excuses for things, right. why we didn't do things, why certain things didn't happen for us, why, um, you know, why we're busy. Like, just, we can just make excuses for a lot. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you sit back and you think about your life or where you are, and maybe you didn't reach certain areas, or maybe you want to do this more. And I think for me, I really realized how much, like, it's on me. Yeah. And not in a negative way of being like, you're not working hard enough, but just acknowledging that there for some of my feelings or some of my thoughts, you're in this space because you're in this space. Mm-hmm. You choose to be in this space. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and for some things, it's like, you know what you need to do and mm-hmm. you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and that was eye opening for me. Yeah. I guess so just a greater accountability. That triggered another thought of mine is that like, I definitely, this year has taught me to stop putting things off because yeah. It like there were so many things you put off, and then this year you literally didn't Couldn't have a choice. It. Yeah, I I agree. And so it's like, and like one example of it that I talked about with my therapist is like, I always put off like I can't wear this because I'm fat. I can't wear this. I can't do this. Now I don't lost it this week, and I can't even try on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so it's just like 
putting things off and then you realize you get to a point where like it's literally not possible because we're in a pandemic it's like that's why you shouldn't put things off anymore i i do think one thing that will happen after jesus this is all over is that i will like stop saying like stop putting barriers where there don't need to be barriers you know of yeah. course you still need boundaries and things like that but, but not putting yourself in a box yeah in yeah. areas where like you don't really want the box to be there right but you're yeah. putting it there right. and i agree i i definitely feel like i don't want to say i have major life regrets it's not mm-hmm. that but being in the house this long you, in my mind, I was like, Dad, you should have just did that. Like, mm-hmm. just small things. I would go back to myself, like, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you wear that? Mm-hmm. Why were you hesitant to tell that person X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. These just small moments of, why didn't you just do what you wanted to do? Why didn't you just say, this feels good for me, so I'm going to do this. Right, right. This is healthy for me, so I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely feel um, such an urgency to, like, stop putting stuff off because on top of the fact that we're in COVID, um, knowing that one, so many people lost their lives in COVID Mm -hmm. and then all the other just regular normal life tragedies that happen. Yeah. And knowing that, um, tomorrow isn't promised Mm -hmm. and you have an idea of what you want your life to be and how long you want to live. And we all know that we don't know how that's going to go. And so not to make me say I feel like I gotta live like I'm dying, but it makes me feel like... (laughs) But it makes me want definitely a much more balanced way of not being like, maybe later, maybe next year. Like, no, what, what... You want to do this now? What do you need to do so you can do it? Yeah. Whether it's saving to do something, whether it's just putting something on, mm-hmm. whether it's shooting your shot. Because yeah. y'all know I don't do that. <laughs> right. But it's just like... Yeah. In these small ways, sh- I just feel like show up for yourself and, and do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not... Especially if you're not causing... Uh, you know, you're not causing harm to yourself. You're not causing harm to other people. Yeah. And you're just doing something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I definitely feel the same way of like, I don't want to put myself in a box that frankly I have mm-hmm. in some ways, probably my entire life. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to live in much fear. Yeah. Yeah. What are some new habits you created this year? Child. Y'all know? You don't think you created any new habits this year? No, I feel like I need some better discipline to be honest really? with you. Um, Okay, well, one habit, of course, um, that I would like to continue is, I guess, a version of my workout regimen. I always worked out, but I guess the different workouts, um, I want to try to stick to that regimen. I don't know. I'd be falling off now that I didn't reach my goal. But we'll see. I just want to maintain, I guess, is what I would prefer. But other habits that I've, like, enlisted that I want to continue is, like, how I take care of my hair and like because we're in the house it's easier for me to enlist those habits but I want to try to continue them whenever outside is open again I feel you um probably some of my self-care routines Mm -hmm. um and I want to continue reading I did Mm -hmm. a lot more reading this year and sometimes it's like to be informed to be entertained but the point is, I was just reading and taking in something. Right. So that's something I want to continue. I love my digital library card. <laughs> I mean, I... 
it opened up a whole new world. Like, cause you could just you could get a really, book for fun and not feel like I wasted my money. It now. really did. Cause yeah. y'all, I have read so many more books this year, mm-hmm. and like you said, it's like, oh, I'll try to read. Cause if you didn't like it, you return it. Like yeah. whatever. So like, definitely that. But I do think going into like, what do you want to improve upon? For me. It's discipline because sometimes in theory I'm like oh this would be good mm-hmm. and I'll do it but like I don't keep up with certain things yeah and so I do realize that like I need better discipline and that's a practice so I just need to do it yeah and I think and, it's yeah. funny because I want to improve upon my self-care routines it's fun, like we have the opposite like the habit of discipline I created I want to continue your habit of self-care you create you want to continue and that's where I want to grow in the other areas where you want to grow so I think that's funny yeah I need some more discipline yeah um yeah but yeah i, I want to have more self-care practices that like are, are regularly a part of my schedule i want them to be as part of my schedule as like brushing my teeth how like you do it without thinking about it like you don't have to like it's not a task to set aside time to do it i just want it to be instilled in my routine um more often maybe not as often as brushing your teeth but you know what i mean just part of but the routine yeah, maybe as often maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe. depend on what you know, habits mm-hmm. you put in place. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. When it's safe to go outside, what's the first thing you're doing? Taking a trip. Mm. So, like, literally, if they say January 1st, everything is back to normal. And I feel comfortable? Yes. And it's, like, normal, normal. Like, we've gone through the la- the final stages, the vaccines readily available, like, all of that. I am booking a trip immediately. <laughs> like, that's dead ass. I mean, right. What? Like, you putting in your PTO request January 1st. Like, immediately. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> I am going to someone's resort mm-hmm. to be on the beach, margaritas, Las Papas, mm-hmm. um, chilling like a villain, like, immediately mm-hmm. taking a vacation. You know what's funny? Because at my job, when you hit your fifth year, you get an extra week of vacation. And so I was asking, I because my anniversary is in, like, September. I was like, so do you get that extra week in September so I can use all of my days and then get an extra? Like, I'm already strategizing for it, if we can Shouldn't use... it be, like, the year? Or it has to be that specific? It's that, because that's, like, September 12th is when I hit my fifth year. And so you get an extra week at After that, that time. time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was like, so do it hit that day? So then I got extra time at the end of the year if I use all of my vacation before. <laughs> like, I'm strategizing in case it's safe to travel before then but definitely i want to take a trip yeah um one of my trips i had to reschedule is for september mm-hmm. of next year it's a free trip mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that ideally i'll be able to take that one yeah that was in indianapolis i want a trip and it's and domestic so i feel like it's domestic it's more, so it's like possibly that's yeah, one thing yeah. i also have a cancel trip to um, Palm Beach that I haven't even rebooked yet. Mm-hmm. So I have two things that hopefully I'll be able to do yeah. and and feel comfortable to do. Because let me be clear, Florida is open and we know that. My ass ain't setting foot in Florida. So <laughs> right. it's more of me feeling comfortable going mm-hmm. to Palm Beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. But definitely, I want to take a trip. And my plan for this year mm-hmm. was to be social, y'all. <laughs> And in some ways, I, think I you have. Did accomplish in some that ways, in a I variation. have. You on Clubhouse, girl? Like, <laughs> oh, baby, I ain't on it like that. <laughs> like, I be on it. You was in the moment, bro. Like, 
because I was trying to understand. Like, <laughs> and just just a side note. So, basically, it was some competition. Yeah. They had the judges, and the men were moaning. Right. Y'all. And they won three hundred. Well, it was a chance to win three hundred dollars. Ended up being like six hundred dollars. Okay. But anyway, I don't know who won because I was like, I'm done with it. <laughs> but the reason why it's so weird is because. The way Clubhouse works is like the stage and the audience. Mm-hmm. So the judges were women, and they would bring the men up to the stage, mm-hmm. and they would moan, right? <laughs> and so it's really awkward because it's fake moans. No, that I, I mean, I don't know. Ideally, I believe it's fake moaning. Yeah. And the girls would be like, mm, "You were talking a little bit too much for me. Uh, you're not moaning enough." Mm-hmm. Like one girl was like. I am not. She was like, my pussy dry. This ain't working. Oh, I'm like, Lord. oh my, this feels a lot. <laughs> and so that's when it got stuck. And then I was like hearing more moans. And it was just awkward. Like, yeah. I don't know how anyone can sit in there. Maybe I'm childish, but I'm just like, why are y'all? St-? And the audience was deep. I'm like, why are we all listening to this? Because everybody was speculative like you were. Yeah. <laughs> like- True. It just was weird. But I do think there's some really great rooms. Like, I, this one group I'm in is called, um, is, um, it's like Fat and Thriving. So I've just learned a lot about mm-hmm. the plus size energy, uh, fashion industry mm-hmm. and body positivity and just so many different things. I had no idea what meant mm-hmm. what it meant or how it worked mm-hmm. and then there's another group I'm um for like um like self-care mm-hmm. and so they have these um intention rooms so like in the morning you come in and you're setting your intentions for the day like there's really great things on yeah. there outside of that the smut <laughs> but there are like really dope conversations that happen mm-hmm. and I've been in a few and then the other thing just for entertainment value my housewife peeps on there, and we, I definitely have been in some housewives rooms yeah. where we just talking about yeah. the shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, my Addie is This Is Shanae, <laughs> like my IG. <laughs> Follow me on Clubhouse. <laughs> but yeah, so you were saying that your goal this year. Yeah, I want to social. be a lot more social because yeah. I do think I can, I put up boxes mm-hmm. and I. I know most people don't believe it, but I actually do get really nervous. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes new experiences, more not not the experiences, being around new people mm-hmm. put me on on guard. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't feel like going through that motion, so mm-hmm. I avoid it. And y'all all know, I always would tell Sydney no. Like, no. Right. And so this year, I, I was like, you know what, Sinead, we're really going to step out of our shell and we're not going to be putting up the boxes. We're going to be social. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I've done that a bit. But not obviously not in the way I initially thought. Mm-hmm. So I do know when outside opens up, I definitely want to, like, go out. And sometimes I put stuff off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to this museum. And then I never go. Yeah. Or I'm going to try this restaurant. And then I never go. So mm-hmm. just these small things of like, go. Yeah. If it comes in your Low mind. Key, I need to save up for where all the places we going to be going. <laughs> ripping and running. I just feel and like. We going to stimulate the economy all right. Like, and so now I just feel like, you know what? When that mind comes, that thought comes in, if you have the funds and you mm-hmm. have the schedule, just do it. Yeah. And the other big thing to me, 
other big thing for me is do it even if you're doing it alone. Because mm-hmm. oh, sometimes yeah. I've done that. Like, you be waiting for people. like, mm-hmm. And it's like, then you miss the opportunity yeah. waiting for someone to say they could come. or th- It's just like, just go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Speaking of goals this year, did you accomplish everything on your vision board? <laughs> well, some things I need to be outside to do. Right. As we're, like, staring at it right now. <laughs> um... Uh, it's like yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think one thing, because you know, like, you know, they say when you pray to God, be very specific, because mm-hmm. like, he'll give it to you, and then you like, well, he did give me what I asked for. Right. But, but this not, ain't what I meant. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like my vision board, for some of it, is like, yes, but not quite what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just felt like, be more intentional with the specifics. So like, for example, I was like, I want a new title, I want more money. And technically, I got that. Yeah. But I assume that would be at a new organization, right? right? And it's not a bad thing, because I got it. Mm -hmm. So it's like stuff like that. It's like I got it, but it wasn't quite what I had in mind. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the travel part is a no. Yeah. I wanted to try some new, like, wardrobe changes. I'm a person, like, I know some people have been shopping a lot and clothes. I really haven't, because I'm like, what is the point? This is one area during COVID where I did not spend. Mm-hmm. I spent in more, like, house stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe a little makeup. Mm-hmm. But, like, the clothes area and shoes, I really didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I think some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think also, for me, moving forward, I want to be a little bit less... It's nothing wrong with having goals, and I'm sure there will still be goals, like, you know, save this much money, do X, Y, and Z. But going into 2021, it's really important to me to set intentions of how I want things to feel mm-hmm. instead of accomplishments. I am someone who hold accomplishments too high sometimes. And mm-hmm. so now I really want to focus more on how do you want 2021 to feel? Mm-hmm. And what are the things that you need to do to feel those way that way? Mm-hmm. And less about you need to do X, Y, and Z right. to check off the list. Because right. I feel like I'm so listy. Mm-hmm. I do it in my professional life. I do it in my pro- pro- uh, personal life. I guess a part of me is wanting to shift that a bit. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with goals. So I'm not saying that. But because I'm a person who really sometimes equate goals and achievements to like worth and to happiness Mm -hmm. when life is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I just want to undo some of that. So like for me, next year is about how do I want 2021 to look and feel for me? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And I'm still, I'm still figuring that out. But Mm -hmm. like, that's the, my intentions of 2021. How's it going to feel? Right. And what would I need to do for it to feel that way? And what do I, what are the things what are the experiences I can have to have those feelings mm-hmm. or things I need to do or even change mm-hmm. to to have those sort of feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing on my vision board that I didn't accomplish was the travel because it just wasn't possible. Um, but everything else I, I accomplished, which feels nice. Um, that was my first time making a vision board, so it might have worked. <laughs> um are you going to make a new one for 2021? Honestly, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think I, I, 
I want to be a little bit more loosey-goosey. I like that. Um, that's a lot for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me be very clear. That doesn't mean niggas can play with me. I'll never <laughs> right. be loosey-goosey on that stuff. Right. So don't think you're going to get a situationship out of me. All right? Let me be very clear. Lord. Ain't no... It's marriage. Ain't no loosey-goosey Name there. dropped. Okay? Eggs. Eggs. Crack. Huh? <laughs> Let's talk about it. But I do want to be... A little bit more go with the flow. That's not mm-hmm. my thing. But I think that will give me a little bit more balance. Right. It won't stop my drive or my ambition. But I, I do think at times I need to live a little more, plan a little less. I get that. So I don't know if I'm going to do one. And if mm-hmm. I do one, it's going to be a different vision board. Like I said, it's going to be based off emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Are there any other intentions that you're setting for next year? No, I just want, I want peace and contentment Mm -hmm. and not in a way where you're not moving forward. Like just true. I like who I am and I like where I'm at. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I like it. Um, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm keeping it light, baby. I'm declaring that this is my last single year. Uh, yeah, that's my intention for the next year. (laughs) <laughs> and what are you doing with that? Because you're declaring, are you, in, <laughs> are you intending on dating? Are you yeah. intending on, what's your plan of action with this to is date. my last single year? To date and no longer be single. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the, that's the plan. I know, but we've always talked about having a person so like for mm-hmm. you to declare it yeah you're actively going to pursue dating and things yeah. like that mm-hmm. well yep that's the plan that's the plan well they say manifest go ahead and start writing your letters girl <laughs> oh my god I'm not probably not gonna do that that's what they be saying yeah write your letters to your future husband I could write it in text <laughs> well okay <laughs> I don't need to write letters I'm, you know, usually it's funny, like, when I do write letters and, like, cards for people's holidays, I always pre-write it in, like, the notes in my phone so I can make sure that, like, everything that I want to say comes across correctly. I don't, I just open the card and write. Mm. Yeah. So. Because I don't be wanting to have to scratch out and stuff like that. Me either, but I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's my natural thoughts. That's true. Yeah. Or, like, I'll write it slowly, because y'all know I can't spell, so <laughs> I'll write it slowly, <laughs> just to double-check mm-hmm. I'm spelling words correctly, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah, I don't really, I just write it, I mm-hmm. just write, uh, I just write whatever comes to mind. Right. Um, but, speaking of cards, I sent a shout-out to my friend Jasmine, because she sent me a Christmas card, mm-hmm. and Jasmine is such an excellent card giver Mm -hmm. her notes are always so um sweet and thoughtful and just like i'm just like oh like i just (laughs) have these she every time i get a card for her i feel emotional um just by the stuff that she writes Mm -hmm. and i'm a person who like i keep cards cards with special notes or meanings i keep and i literally have probably every single card she has given me Mm -hmm. because it's always just so like oh (laughs) right you know, nice. so yeah, so shout out to her. But mm-hmm. honestly, 
I am going into the new year with some hope mm-hmm. that things can get better for a lot of people, not just myself. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. I guess I just feel less hesitant to say anything. You know, maybe I'm nervous. Yeah, I get that. Um, but I want to be happy. This was supposed to be the year that everything was clear. Right. So call me crazy. I'm just like, let's see. <laughs> Everybody's supposed to have 2020 vision this year. Right. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what. And I think in a way we got that, but that goes back to saying you gotta be, you gotta be very specific. I mean, it really is because you really have to be. You know, you ask the Lord, you got to be specific now. Well, I That's think a lot saying. of people got clarity this year. And I think for just me... not the way you thought you was going to get the clarity. Definitely. I want to be very intentional of what I do and yeah. how I spend my time. And I want to make sure that it's nurturing me. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like 2021 for me is just more... I just want to take care of myself in another way. Yeah. In a deeper way. Mm-hmm. That... I probably developed this year from being locked in my home. <laughs> right. So, I also have a Nintendo Switch now. <laughs> so, master some games. <laughs> um, But I think that's all we have for today. Y'all, make sure y'all keep up with our social media because we still have giveaways um, throughout the rest of the month. And, you know, there are some great ones that we're wrapping up um, for this year. So, make sure you pay attention and enter on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, Other than that, we really hope that you all have happy holidays, safe holidays, um, reflective holidays, um, and that we prepare for another year of making it through. So, yeah, happy new year. Mm -hmm. Be safe. Thank you guys for uh, another full year. Mm Mm-hmm. We're still here, baby. We are. So thank you for your support, um, mm-hmm. how you guys engage with us. We enjoy it. We're thankful for it. Mm-hmm. And next year, we're going to keep bringing that heat. <laughs> yes, we will. As always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.